You're recording. Hi, guys. It's time. Uh, unfortunately, I'm th that was not the regular opening, but it's okay. Uh, thank you. Welcome back again. Uh, um, another week. <laughs> I can't believe it's Sunday. It feels like a Monday. Uh, so tonight's guest um, is a left brain, right brain, trans female creative who is a DEI advocate and making strides for social change. Please welcome comedian, activist, Francisco. Hi, Fran. Hi, Tanya. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. How's well, it going? Say hello to your audience like that. That's great. You're good. All right. So I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for uh, taking uh, the time to come with us. I don't know what that sound was, guys. Yeah, but you well, know, anything can happen. My computer dings every now and then. I don't know what. Okay, so we got a dinger. We got a dinger. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, I had you here tonight to talk about um, diversity. Um, and tell me, what does DEI stand for? Okay, this is a term that you're going to be hearing more and more and more. I think mm -hmm. it's it's a big wave happening. Mm -hmm. It stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's it in includes it's like an umbrella term that pulls into it being uh kinder and fairer to people not being racist mm -hmm. not being bigoted not treating people unfairly you know because of whatever their age their gender right. their sexuality their color color mm -hmm. their religion because mm -hmm. they're disabled all of that you know, okay. and DEI is the now the term used to include all of that. And okay. I've gotten a recent education in it. Uh, I've been over the last, I'd say, two or three years, mm -hmm. I've been more and more involved with matters concerning DEI. But now I'm putting a term to it, you know. Right. So, well, well before you tell us uh, more specifics, can you share a piece of your background on race growing up? Uh, yeah, I grew up in a very Italian-American middle-class neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And um, as many uh, Italian-Americans, but mm -hmm. also Irish-Americans or polish we stuck to our own kind and weren't easy to embrace others. And because jobs were being lost, there was a big fear, especially where I grew up in Mount Vernon. Mm -hmm. The south side of Mount Vernon was basically was mostly black or African-American. Mm -hmm. And the, the north side was white. And they really didn't get together. There was only one black child in my class when I was going to school. Right. And around the dinner table, my uncles and grandfather and father they would speak very disparagingly mm -hmm. about and call, uh, you know, it was like equivalent right. to the N-word called right. right. Mulian. I know Mulian, I know. I have Italians and some Italians in my uh, family. I which, know. You know, means eggplant, like dark color. I know. And uh, and I wasn't comfortable with that as a kid, but mm -hmm. I didn't stand up, like being six years old, I didn't stand up and say, you know, what are you saying, F But I really felt it was wrong. Right. And That's even true. at that time, later later on, when I was maybe nine or 10, I had mm -hmm. these feelings of being transgender. So I felt that I couldn't share that and I couldn't 
you know, and I couldn't stick up for other marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't feel comfortable at all. But yeah. I, I just lived my life. And in the 60s, when the civil, civil rights uh, riots happened mm -hmm. and, you know, progress towards civil rights, then I stood with people, you know, but I wasn't a big demonstrator for, I was more of a demonstrator against the Vietnam War than I was for uh, black rights, you know, right. or, or for Latinos or Hispanic. And then, uh, and then when I started living full time as a female, which was only about 10, 11 years ago, mm -hmm. that's when I felt that all of a sudden there were a lot of people that were looking at me differently or not as open or as lovingly, it seemed. Right. That was my first impression. Mm -hmm. And uh, it gave me a better identification with other people who felt that way. So See, I, I sided more with, and I actually, I had been making a lot more friends who were, you know, of people of color and stuff uh, and other, and also disabled, you know, people and stuff, which I kind of shied away from when I was younger. But, right. I think most people, you know, now we're all inclusive and we know better, but back when, and you know, in the sixties, nobody knew better. Nobody knew better. Right. Right. Yeah. But you know what I commend, uh, commend you for? A, speaking about it um, and, and confronting it head on so that, so that you can be a catalyst and an activist now for other people and, and uh, it really makes such a big difference. I mean, I, people, I, appreciate, I appreciate you saying it. Yeah. I don't know why I'm being, but I'm being very active about it. I've been talking yeah. a lot about it, mm -hmm. and uh, and it came. It stemmed from a, uh, a a show that I did for the Episcopal Actors Guild about a year ago, mm -hmm. even a year ago in October, mm -hmm. called uh, "Judging People Unfairly," mm -hmm. and during that, I got in touch with a memory of a story of when my daughter Kelly, who doesn't have a racist or prejudiced bone in her body, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. called me out on something I had said. Oh, and wow. it shook me so much. Mm -hmm. This had happened 20, 20 something years ago, mm -hmm. but I remembered it and I shared the story and some others shared the story and we made this PSA, public service announcement, mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. And then at about the same time, I marched, it was really my first Black Lives Matter march. Is that the one we saw the commercial I was just asking you about? The well, PSA that I was just asking yes. you about? PSA, yes. Can you? I should show that, right? I should probably that? show that. I should show, should I show it now? Yes, show it well, now. Guys, we're going to interrupt to show you a great a part of the PSA. We didn't show the whole thing because it's four minutes long, so we're just showing yeah. the end of it. Yeah. But I'm going to show it because it's very important. Um, we all have to individually do our work when it comes to racism, sexism, and, and all the other isms, um, because we can't get better as human beings unless we confront, uh, right. work and through open it. up our hearts. Exactly, and, and open up our hearts. Open up our hearts. Exactly. So I'm going to show you this. Hey, Donna, I see Taria out there. My sister, I see Betty. Hi, guys, and and friends, friends. Hello. I'm sharing the screen. Give me a minute, guys. I'm going to show you. And by uh, the way, some of my friends who may be on. YouTube and they want to send comments in, they yes. may more easily do it on Facebook Live. So they may yes. want to go on Facebook Live and do that. Okay, so here I we go. The Episcopal Actors Guild 
groceries okay. from our actor's pantry. Well, let me turn it up. Sorry, guys. The AG has been helping for almost 100 years, and we want to do more. We know that social injustice and systemic racism still exist, so we are taking a stand. Because there's still a lot of work to be done. Injustice, injustice anywhere, anywhere is a threat to justice, justice everywhere. everywhere. We are the AG, and we stand with Black Lives Matter. I like that. And that's my friend Joyce Ballant playing the violin oh, to wow. a song called Coming Home, which is a, a black spiritual. Oh. And, and uh, we chose that uh, song. And earlier in that PSA, mm -hmm. about four people shared touching stories about a minute or two long of that they had. Mm -hmm. And there was some there was some other information. So that's the Episcopal Actors Guild. It would be great if people could contact them. You yeah. can get their information on www.actors. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Actors. Actors. The O R S. Uh -huh. Guild, G U I L D, dot uh -huh. org. That is, we have uh, it. And now that with that organization's, it's one of its main uh, charges, responsibilities, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. they raise money to support actors, especially wow. in times of need like this, including like a uh, a food pantry, oh, and wow. they actually give grants and scholarships mm -hmm. to people. Oh, so. Wow. Um, it's a great, great organization to support. And in addition to that, they have an actor's night, you know, once a month, there's an actor's night, put on performances, all mm -hmm. the Zoom now, basically. They mm -hmm. have a great theater. Okay. They're located in, in New York City, like on 23rd, I think. And, uh, and uh, it's a wonderful organization. Anyway, and they, so it would be good to support. If you want to get involved, mm -hmm. In coming on, in fact, I think I invited you on on. Uh, oh yes, you gave me sustainable a conversations, mm -hmm. which is led by Helena um, uh, Joyce Wright, mm -hmm. and she uh, she's an actress and a singer and an entertainer, and mm -hmm. she leads this conversation that we have where it's in private, in its closed group. Okay. Uh, but people are open with each other, very open with each other with that. Okay. And it's been really strides in people becoming less judgmental. I know I find it my, myself. So, uh, well, this is, um, I mean, I, I think what you're onto something, put it that way. Uh, not only through the theater, because theater has always been the one thing that brings us all together. Right. Um, right. but, um, I just love the fact, like, like the one time I went somewhere, I don't know where I was, and I was with my friend who's trans, and um, I don't know, as a black person, usually when I go somewhere that's foreign, and I'm the only black person, I don't even, I don't really care inside, but, you know, the black girl in me for one second says, hmm, I'm the only one here, that means they have no friends, okay, but, so, but, I, but I don't get scared or nothing like that, it's just a oh, thought. Right, right. But when I went with my friend, I won't say their name because you probably know them too. Um, I actually felt comfortable at the party. I had a great time. And I just felt like if these people don't like me, it's because of what I'm wearing, not because of the color <laughs> right. of skin. 
thing like I didn't have on the right design or whatever. I'm making that up, but you know, uh, and that was a nice feeling. And I don't know if you know, but my experience, well, I, I had a brother who was, uh, who was actually gay um, and, and, and oh, I want to say trans too, but that's another story. Uh, but they, um, I, that was my first introduction, let's just say. So I never thought of it as anything um, out, uh, of, anything. Like out of the ordinary or odd because that's my brother, you know, I love them. So, you know, it's weird, it's really weird. So I never thought of it until, actually until people started making a thing of it, like 10 years, eight years ago or something like that. I never, never saw it as a problem or issue. And and, and, that's, and that's because you were more, you were more open because you're black. Right, exactly. And exactly. you're with trans people who are so, yeah. and but that's what we all are. We yes. all have something. Yes. So this this artificial, uh, I don't want to use the word ideal because it's not really an ideal. This artificial, uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant work study get ahead mold model. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. I mean, it doesn't. Not only doesn't work anymore. It's not what the world is. And it's very anti-Christian. It's very anti-spiritual. It's anti-everything. So, uh, so the the new world mm -hmm. the that's new been world. evolving for maybe fifty years, but it's really coming to a really coming into its own. Right. A world where we all right. love the diversity. Yes. And, and even and I tell I even tell people even if you don't agree with something, at least be in a space that you have acceptance of another human being. They're not, no, someone's not hurting anyone. You're not hurting anyone. There should be no judgment of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't say what I do is right and what someone else does is wrong. I'm not God. And people often play God. And the people that contradict themselves the most, I find, are religious people. They sit and say, I heard someone say something once about one of my gay, fr gay friends, and I had to correct them. I said, so you like, um, you, you know, basically worship such and such a priest. It was a priest. It was like, well, that's because they're a man of God, blah, blah, blah. I said, and what about all the ones that molested little boys? Right. Now, now I'm sorry, but what? So they were like, oh, you see no, my uh, You see my point? I, like, who yeah, are you? He who is without sin cast the first cast stone. The first stone, right? No. And, but, but it was more so because for you to sit up and literally say something about somebody you have no idea who they are as a person, right? But yet you're still sending your money to the Catholic Church. Yeah, I'm sorry, but what's, what's what did I miss here? So that condoning, you're condoning this. Well, I think they're changing too. I was raised. Mm -hmm. And lived as a Catholic. Now, now I'm in the Episcopal Church, oh. which is very it's it's similar, mm -hmm. but More there's Catholic. less of um, judgment. That black and white. That by you know, world is changing from a binary. You know, right. like black, white, male, female, uh, on, off, that type of thing. Right. To to a um, you a blurred. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, I want to say, what species are you? Uh, so that's critical. Although I do, my friend get mad at me because one of my friends says, uh, "It's what is it? Um, they them?" Uh, yeah, I, yeah. And I get really confused on that one. So I'm I like, know. "Wait a minute! Now you're confusing me." I have a, I have a joke when I in my stand up comedy routine. Uh -huh. I, you know, because it's getting carried, it's carried away with the whole pronoun. We should just mm -hmm. use our proper nouns. Call right, man. You don't have to call me she. 
Right. And that's and, by my name. Yeah. But don't get mad at me is what I'm saying. If you if you gave me something, you threw a curveball at me and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not used to that one. Right. You got to give me time to like adjust and, and correct me every time so that I can now follow the program. But don't right. expect me out of the blue to come up to a person I've never met before. And if I say, excuse me, sir. And you're like, I am a they. And I'm like, wait a minute. You didn't tell me. <laughs> How would I know this? So right. that's, no, that's right. maybe we should wear badges or or little uh, things. Like that. I don't know. Having my stand-up comedy, Tanya, as I was saying, you do. Uh, I say that the Tr Metropolitan Transit Authority has gotten uh -huh. carried away with this. Uh -huh. Now they want they may end up changing the name of their officers from transit officer to trans. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good you come up with the best jokes that's a good one that's a good one you know what i wanted to ask you um and i know we half an hour is nothing but don't worry if we go over we go over um do you remember the first time you ever experienced um uh discrimination as a trans and what that yeah. felt yeah it was and i was in actual denial because i was in denial about being transgender most of my okay. life okay. i thought of it as something as many people may deny themselves being black or mm -hmm. deny themselves. They live in a world other than what their true self is. Mm -hmm. And I, so I couldn't accept myself as, because I thought that meant gay. Right. And I, I was so uh, against that. I was brought up against that, even though my younger brother was gay. Okay. You oh, know? Wow. So, so, that so, uh, so I was confused. So I, what happened is that, I started, uh, I was a cross dresser, mm -hmm. you know, where I would occasionally dress up as a girl and mm -hmm. I would consider it something that was odd, evil, actually. Mm -hmm. And it was the devil's work. Mm -hmm. And I would always try to stop it. But what happened was that when I left a, a career job that I had and I went and I opened up my own store, mm -hmm. I was a large retail store. Uh, I sold toys and baby furniture and stuff. Mm -hmm. I grew my hair long. I, I started wearing uh, pinks, you know, and tight jeans and stuff like that. I really looked pretty much like a girl. Okay. But I didn't, but I didn't raise my voice, you know, mm -hmm. or I didn't have any mannerisms or whatever. So anyway, this customer came in mm -hmm. and he evidently had a problem with gays or right. trans or cross dressers or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and even though I wasn't li living like that, well, I, I kind of was living like that, but I wasn't identifying as fully as transgender. Right. He took a bat that was in the store and he hit me over the head oh my three times and almost killed me. What? And that was the, my first real experience with violence against me. Oh. And I still was in denial about it. It took me a long time to recover. I nearly died. It took me seven years to get my uh, my taste yeah. uh, back and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I still have, uh, you know, there was damage done. I lost, I used to have a photographic memory. I don't have that after that incident. Oh. But actually what came from that incident is then I developed a sense of forgiveness, okay. which, uh, because it's, it's too long of a story, but I almost, tr I tried to kill this guy as a result of building up this uh, revenge or this right. feeling that I needed to avenge myself. 
and I followed, and I thought it was because he was a drug addict because mm -hmm. he didn't smell of any alcohol. I couldn't imagine why he did this to me. So I, I imagined that it was because of drugs. And I would go to these drug rehab centers at night mm -hmm. and look at the people coming out, try to identify him, and I was wow. going to kill him. I actually carried a knife with me. Wow. And I did that on six nights. And the night that I thought that I was going, I had the intuition that this is the night that I'm going to find this guy. Hmm. I put my hands to the steering. My, I pulled the car over, mm -hmm. put my hands to the steering wheel like this, and I started praying very deeply. And Tanya, I can't explain how it happened, but mm -hmm. there was a surge of some type of energy. Mm -hmm. It felt like a wave at Jones Beach, you know, a real strong wave. Right. Through the windshield, you know, against all physical logic. Right. Through the windshield, mm. hit me in the face, knocked my head against the headrest so mm. much that for days I had a, a you know, like a, a sprained neck. Mm. And uh, and out went the revenge and in came the forgiveness, mm. and positive, en uh, positive energy. Mm -hmm. And I've had that since that day. Well, so lining from that event that um, so I went home, I put the knife in the drawer. I never told anyone. I didn't even tell my wife about it. Wow. I didn't tell anyone about it for years. And wow. then a few years ago, I started talking about it. I started doing presentations to like churches and large groups of people and stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, and that so I saw in it. Um, uh an evil that this fella felt against me for some, and there's so many people who feel that. And I, and I, to a lesser extent, I felt that uh, prejudice, if you want to call it that, against other, you know, people of all kinds, mm -hmm. you know, Asians. And, you know, I think we all have some of that in us. Yes. Yeah, but the more we admit it and the more we just try to open our hearts and love people like the golden rule, you know, mm -hmm. do unto others as you would have them do unto you, mm -hmm. the better we'll all get along and be unified. So I made this sculpture. Mm. This is called Unity. Oh, wow. This is uh, this is without the snow. This is how it is without the snow. You can see the, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see. Now, this, sculpture. this oh. branch, mm -hmm. this branch here, mm -hmm. it's hard to find which one it this branch here with mm -hmm. the different colors, mm -hmm. those are the different races. You wow. see Native American and Brilliant. brown and black and white. And then over here, these colors, this one over here goes up. These colors are the mm -hmm. trans colors and the LGBT colors. Wow. And then the colors in the back are physical properties, like we all have certain. And then this white one is going to be spirituality. I'm nice. going to and that's the, the globe on the top is the world. Yeah, I see. So we're all supporting all those different parts of us support the world in that a really fashion. That know, is really all great. Together. Wow. What about, um, you know, how how is it, um, you know, like a lot of African-Americans tell me that they feel like, um, you know, why does it why does it take something for people to realize what we go through? And me personally, um, one time I'll just tell you this incident. I just had an incident once thousands of years ago, uh, where let's just say I was beat like a runaway slave with a billy club. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, yeah. literally beat like runaway slave with a billy club. No joke. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, and you know, everything was fine, whatever. But, um, but if that was the most traumatic event in my entire life and just for one moment, one moment I felt like ancestors felt when they were being yeah. slaves just for that one moment, it was like, Oh my God. And, and no one was helping me. And, and, I, and so it was just, I don't know. I, I can't understand why some people don't have the same revelation when something, you know, trauma happens to them, like it's like, oh, whatever, and they still don't get it. But I'm, you know, I'm yeah, glad right. some of us, some of us do well, get it's it. Hard. You know, it's hard, and it takes our coaching. Mm -hmm. So there is always some people who are early adopters or who might uh, help more, you know, and or get it earlier or whatever. Right. But uh, not to say that there something's not right with. You know, we're just in a point within this country, in this world, actually, we're at a point where if we band together, mm -hmm. we could really make uh, unbelievable. And that was that's been the I think the the reason for this last year or the good news about this last year. Yes. It was a wake up call for all of us. Absolutely. And life is too short and we need to just get it together. Yes. You know, and if we get it together we're unstoppable exactly how much more we learn from each other you know like for example like from my small standpoint mm -hmm. i learn much more about female mm -hmm. by living as one i you know i mean i loved i loved women right. you know but i you know i would you know i was <laughs> misogynist i guess you know right. or, you exactly. know yeah, i was you know <laughs> objectified them and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't help what, you know, sometimes our 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 upbringing or culture plays a part and, it, and yes. we, don't mean, we don't mean to do it. It just is until we realize, oh, I was doing that? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I no, see, that was. here's the thing. I think that as human beings, when we grow, um, then there's nothing wrong with looking back and saying, oh, I was that. You know ah, what I'm saying? There's nothing right. wrong with that. If you grow and to the point where like now you're an activist, you're you're making people aware. Um, I know people that, that I, they don't know that I can see it, but I think they've changed because of you. You know what I'm saying? They, they well, had a response. That's an important, for me, I think, because, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I guess needy that way. I like to feel that I'm having an effect on people. There's we all a woman who's, who's trying to make a comment. I see her name is Gina Fiore. Yes, I'm going to get to them in a minute. I get to we're going to get to some of them. And, um, you know, uh, the more that what I found is for many years, people told me, don't ever think about transitioning or living right. as a female, you'll lose your family, you'll lose your friends, you'll lose your job, you'll lose everything. You'll lose right. your house. You And I kind of lived in that thought for a long period of time. But after years and years and years, I finally says, no, but I got to be myself. And so one day on mm -hmm. January 1st, 2011, like mm -hmm. one, 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 wow. I brought all my clothes to Salvation Army, all my men's clothes, and wow. I began took the K off for of Frank and I became Fran and wow. I haven't looked back on it. 
And what I found is that as I became myself or more of myself, people, they would say, I don't have a problem with that. I thought I was going to lose all my clients. They said, no, what's the difference? Right. They said, you know, uh, we like what's in here, not what's on here. You know, we like what's in here. We're not what's on here. So I was shocked. I really felt like Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life that goes Love back. That movie. <laughs> yeah. But people thought of so I had that experience mm -hmm. and it was the biggest experience of my life, biggest, biggest positive one about what I what I meant to people. Right. And and that was because I shared more of myself. So a lot of people who are prejudiced. Mm -hmm. And against others, not understanding why, really, they're just driven that way. They were brought up that way. They think mm -hmm. it's a godly thing to be that way. Well, whatever reason, right? they will feel more like themselves if they're more generous exactly. of their spirit and more easy to share their love. Yes. Easy. You know, it's it's so much it's so much better and easier, and plus you yeah. learn a lot more from these other cultures. Like, uh, yeah. absolutely, it's so much easier to be kind. I tell people this all the time: way easier to be kind than it is to hold hatred and look for things like, oh, his, uh, you know, his, um, the guy, you know, the guy walking over there, he has on Nikes, or or her hair is too long. Right, right. right. It's too much work. It's way too much work. Being judgmental is not uh, a good solution. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. But, but before I get to the comments of the viewers, tell us about DEI, um, how it started, you know, who it's for. You know, I think what, what's happened is that somebody wanted to put a, a like a title to it. Okay. So we were looking, for example, at Episcopal Actors Guild, we were mm -hmm. providing training for mm -hmm. the council you know, for the leaders of the organization mm -hmm. and, and others, if they wanted anti-racism, mm -hmm. but we realized it's, it's, and it's more than that. I mean, that's very important. That's, that's the front burner. That's right. the thing that we got to really direct ourselves to right now, but mm -hmm. it's more than that. It's all the, the hatred against, as you said earlier, maybe Asians or trans or gays or, uh, poor people or, or immigrants or all of that stuff. So DEI is, the, and what happened in my life is over the last couple of years, I've been focusing more of my energy mm -hmm. on matters DEI. So my art, my paintings, mm -hmm. my sculptures, my songs, my, all of these things that I've, I've started doing more and more of, mm -hmm. they all have really a message about that like i wrote a song parody called we are all kinds of people mm. that, you know red yellow brown black white and lavender is that um, one of the ones i have up, i've queued up no i have no, happy not one that you queued up and i, our friend, I didn't and our get that one but that's uh you know that is just one you know one example i put together a, a listing of some of these things for a proposal, an art proposal I made, mm -hmm. and I realized when I put together the list is that that's what my life has been, and that's my artistic statement. Mm. Can I read my artistic statement? Absolutely, I want to see that. We want to see it. 
Yeah. Um, guys, so if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Francisco about uh, many things, but uh, discrimination and learning to, to appreciate all people uh, and work together. Uh, and um, yeah, go ahead. Let me see. This is, so this was a submission to the Arts Westchester group just okay. last week. Mm -hmm. My sculptures to be included for four events, including <clears throat> plays, comedy, <throat> singing, and stuff, all about DEI. Okay. And about bringing people together. And so it just it's a short statement. I'll read it. Uh, this artist statement that went into this proposal during a Zoom professional development workshop with Stacy mm -hmm. Miller at the Pelham Arts Center. Stacy mm -hmm. suggested that my work with social change and social justice might very well be part of my artistic mission statement. Mm -hmm. And and I thought of my several disciplines: writing songs, parodies, films. I make films, plays, yes. visual art, and how they all seem to connect. And here is what resulted. This is the sentence. This is my mission, to cast out my, my true self artistically and freely, hmm. and then grow from people's engagement and collaboration, especially with a focus on social change, social justice, family, diversity, equity, inclusion, spirituality, creativity, personal truth, authenticity and mm -hmm. honesty mm -hmm. and so that is really when i thought think about things i've been doing in my life for the last several years they, they really almost all directed toward that and now i'm making even uh, now i'm saying it mm. you know, before i was just doing it kind of behind the scenes you know i write a song and stuff but now i'm saying no this is who i am this is what i'm about you know i may well, I may, um, you know, error here mm. and there and miss something there, you mm. know, and for sure, you know, I'm not perfect, you know, right. but this is what I really want to try to do. I want to try to, to express myself as freely and honestly as I can. Mm. And I want to bring that out in other people. And that I, I believe that when you find your true self, whatever that is, that is when you are at your best. Yeah. And when and when you can give love, because you found the ultimate love, which is yourself. Yes, and so, and yeah. you're you're absolutely right, Tanya. And when you're in that moment, and because mm -hmm. I know you're highly creative, and yes, I am. You are always engaged and stuff. Um, when you're in that state of flow, closer to your true self, but also recognizing that your true self now, mm -hmm. and you, five years from now, it's going to be maybe a, a new, improved true self. You know what I mean? You never right. find and you shouldn't ever really find the like the only true self. You know, right. you, you do the best you can to whittle it to how you're going to be. When you do that, you're in you're in flow, your creativity is higher, you're working better with other people, yes. you're more efficient, mm -hmm. you can make more money, you know, to get the bills paid, you can just do everything better. Absolutely. And so it's crazy not to be you know, yeah. it really is. Exactly. I totally agree. You know, well, my, my foster mom was a minister. Uh, so, and she was civil rights leader. So we were raised to believe that, you know, everybody's equal. Um, and she didn't tolerate, um, you can't say wild things in her house that way. Uh, so it, it was 
shocking to me when I hear stuff. Um, but then when I look now in my life and I look back on friends like you and my other friends, I have so, so many great friends who really, sorry about the feedback guys. I have no idea why we have that. Uh, my friends who really uh, don't even know that they touched my life in some way. Um, and especially when it comes to discrimination, I had no room for it. I was a foster kid. Who am I to discriminate? You know. Uh, yeah. And then my, my my trans friends and my gay friends, they were so accepting uh, and loving to me that that I felt like, okay, I found my tribe. I'm good. You know. Yeah. Right. Just well, I don't know. you you know, uh, in talking, you mentioned foster. Mm -hmm. Now that's a reality. I don't know. Uh, much about and what happens what happened is that i live my life thinking that i knew i was lucky but i had two parents i had a brother mm -hmm. i had a grandmother and grandfather mm -hmm. we had we weren't poor you know we went to you know went through the school systems and now i realize how idyllic that was mm. it wasn't a lot of uh, divorce right. or abuse right. or alcoholism or all of that. And then, and I had a f uh, intact family, somebody mm -hmm. like yourself that went through foster, you had so much disadvantage mm. compared to me. Mm. So uh, people uh, need to appreciate, you know, I'm coming now finally right. more to appreciate that, you know, and, mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's it sometimes makes me sad that I hadn't appreciated it. It took all these years. Right, right. No, it's okay because you know what? Um, I would say it's never too late. And it's so just the fact that you are touching other like you didn't you didn't only change yourself, but you bringing people along with you. That is yeah. That's all we live for. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. Like, you change yourself and, like, that's cute. Okay. But for, for people to be looking at you as a role model and saying, oh, well, I can't do that. If I walk into a room with you, if I know I go to your house right now, I could be in a room full of people with red hair um, and spikes sticking out of their heads. But you know why? I would not have any feeling of uncomfort because I trust you. Right. Right. And I know you wouldn't put me in danger or put me in a strange situation. So same vice versa, you know? Yeah, no, but just that alone. And this is what I want to say when guys, um, all you guys are listening, when it comes to, um, you know, being tolerance, we have to remember that we are the model that people need to see. Some people don't have that at home. So if, we, if, you know, the, what you're doing now, um, you know, with the DEI, um, you know, the, the theater, the art. You are hitting all the mediums okay. so that you will touch somebody else so that that person may actually, somebody may wake up and say, oh, I was doing that. Wow, I need to stop that. Who am I to be judging? And that's what it's about, Fran. Is nothing yeah. else matters. Nothing else matters. It's where yeah, we are today. Right. That's right. That's and it. And it's a feel-good uh, thing. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, no, and you, I mean, I'm so impressed with you. Like, when I found uh, out, you know, you, I, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just keeping it 100%, even with your not just even your comedy, but just you as a human being, 
and 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 even when you told me like, oh, you know, I, well, I wasn't always that way or whatever. I was surprised because to me, you always would be like my little angel. So, and you're like, I wasn't always an angel, but to me, you are. You know what I'm saying? So that tells you the work that you've done, um, and that you're able to affect other people. Because I see it. I if I walk into an open mic and you're in there, I know right away that I'm I'm good. I don't have to think about my color. It's the, like, there's right. something you have to think about it. Well, thank you. I don't got to think about it at all. And, 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 and not, and it's not just because you're trans. It's not just because of that. It's because of you inside, you get it. You get what it's like. Well, to I, have think, a feeling. I think to some extent, mm -hmm. because to some extent, I mm -hmm. always had that desire mm -hmm. to be different, right. and to be sensitive to people's right. needs. Right. And when I was growing up, like at nine, 10 years old, I the way uh, at that time at the, in the, that culture it was female, right? Um, you know, a uh, uh, person just mentioned about comedy. I should say next yeah. Friday, this coming Friday, oh. <laughs> this oh, coming Friday, Friday the twenty third, I'm at Broadway Comedy Club doing a seven minute set. It's live, oh. Broadway Comedy Club in New York City. And my birthday is the 26th, so I'm going to do probably a whole set about birthday. And my daughter, Kelly, who has been on that stage with me before, hers is the 22nd. Maybe I could call her up on that stage, too. <laughs> that's so awesome. At that, at that time, you know, that's Broadway Comedy Club on the... And then uh, my art is is at... Uh, right now, it's at City Hall in New Rochelle. I have oh, a City Hall? There. City Hall in... New Rochelle, got no, it. But you can't just go there. It's a Zoom. Right. It's, it's it's there, but you you, you need permission uh, to go in and see it. But okay. for Arts Westchester and White Plains, mm -hmm. we each we have given we were given three uh, tickets for every I think it's every other hour mm -hmm. from May first to May eleventh or so. People okay. should just contact me. I would love to be able to bring people to see not only my art but other art, and uh, and to and join me for this comedy night would be like phenomenal. Okay, so I put the website up here: www.transfrancisco.com, guys. That's Great, very right good. And my phone number is right on that. People can get in my email too. On the and, yeah, and. Um, Okay. And so, uh, so we covered a lot of ground, Tanya. I know, and I still didn't even get to half of what I wanted to ask you, but I'm, well, I'm running over just because. Uh, I'll, I'll go fast. Uh, I won't say. I won't interrupt you. Go ahead, ask. You don't mind. So, so on diversity and discrimination, um, we had asked some viewers uh, questions, comments, but I see there's people here. Maybe I should take the viewers over here, the live ones over here, because I want to say hi to you guys first, and then I'll go back to that. Uh, first, I want to say hi to you guys. Uh, hi, Taria. Hey, Betty. Donna. Uh, let's see. Who's here? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Taria. Maria. Hey, Maria Colon. Maria said, um, I have loved one who is gay, and I know transgenders. I have a cousin who's gay. I love them all. They're all nice. We must not judge, especially when our mother, uh, when we are mothers, we have our kids. 
We don't know how our kids are going to grow up. That's a fact. That is show fact. Who are they going to be and what they want to be? I'm so happy. I love everyone not judging. Thank you, um, Maria. That's a very good Beautiful comment. Beautiful yeah. comment. Yeah. I think a person, Gina Fiore, got it. I go down. I go down the road. Oh, okay. Yep. So I want to say hello all the way from Uganda, Africa. Hello, Tasta. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you. I sent you the link. I didn't think you would do, but you did it. Thank you. Wow, You're the wonderful. Yeah, hello. thank you. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Tasta. That's, yeah, that's uh it's a uh, yeah. It's Testa Africa. Zagadat. Yeah, Testa Africa. Yes. From Uganda, all the way from Uganda. What's up, Uganda? Uh and, and so this is being recorded, right? You're it recording is. this, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Um Great. Who's this? So sorry. What happened to you? Uh, beautiful. Uh, Maria was talking to you, Fran. What happened to you? In oh, saying thank, so sorry. Thank you for saying that. And uh, by the way, there's a a painting. You know. That, oh yeah. That, Wait. Well, let me hide this. So, so go ahead. I'll come um, a little bit over. Oh right. Now go up so I can see you on the floor. Wait. Where's that? Uh, where are you at? I can't see you on the floor. Oh, oh there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, that's, that's me on the floor, bloodied after the baseball bat. Horrible. This guy, see the guy's hand holding the bat. I wonder, do you ever wonder what makes people think they have the right to make to do violence upon another human being? Wow, and look at all these crazy people doing semi automatics oh. and like, oh, oh my gosh, and their families, the girlfriends, they're burying people. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's why it's important for us to love because we're going to overshadow all, all the craziness that's going on. So here's Gina. Um, Gina says, um, uh, my son is trans kid was, was uh, quite a rough road. He decided trans friends he knew had too much trauma in their lives and that it was too difficult. So he decided to stay status quo for now. What's your thoughts on that? That's uh, my, thoughts yeah. is, my thought is God bless you. Mm -hmm. All the best to you. Mm -hmm. Don't push him either way. That's right. Probably a, it's okay. It's it's um, because of gender nonconformity and mm -hmm. not binary. Right. That's a trend that's bigger than trans now. Right. And uh, you he could probably stay in the middle. Right. And uh, and experiment. It's good to mm -hmm. experiment both ways. Mm -hmm. So uh, I did the experimenting through uh, cross dressing. And I, because I, I also love my wife and I didn't want to leave her. It turns out that we did split, although we're still married, but we're not, you know, in the same place. And that's, that was like a big cost. Uh -huh. So he's too young to make that. And luckily my daughter and everyone else stood by me, you know, and I right. in that relationship. But I would say, uh, I know some people on the other side, some 10 and 12 year olds who mm -hmm who took, uh, um, you know, medications and, and stuff to accelerate the process, oh. trans and stuff like uh, mm -hmm. uh, puberty blockers and things like that. And that may be okay mm -hmm. for them, you know, but if he's having mm -hmm. questions about it, probably better off not mm -hmm. to pursue it too fast. But I do encourage him to have a, as wide a circle of friends as possible and people who are mm -hmm. on all sides of the issue, you know, and to share himself. Right. Support. So yeah, support. And get support and get mm -hmm. that feedback. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Gina, for your yeah. comment. Yeah. 
And I'm yes, watching it. Thank you so much. That's so important. Stories from Miskwamagat Beach in Rhode Island that I knew very well. Anyway. Um, <laughs> any relation? So, um, so let's see who else we have here. Maria says hello. And Marie says hello. Hey, Kim Smith, all the way from, let's see, San Diego. Hey, Kim, how are you? From my, my school there. Uh, let's see, Maria, welcome. It's, um, what's that? Uh, what was really funny uh, when I said the thing before? Uh, who else is on here? Let's see. Gina. Gina says, um, we thank you, friend. Uh, um, 21. 21st. Uh, and yeah, in the middle, he's gotten very happy. Good, 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 good. Gina, uh, Anne-Marie says, I'm so sorry for what happened to you. I don't anyone. I just love all. Just be happy and be happy. That's right. Thank you. And who's this? Joanne Ferullo. Is that your friend, friend? Hi, friend. Yes, Been Joanne from Ferullo. The right. Hi, Hi Joanne. How are you? Yes, thank you, guys. Wonderful, you guys are awesome. wonderful friend. And I transitioned in the middle of my daughter owning a store, and Joanne worked with us there. Oh, really? And so oh, she, wow. You know, she and all the customers experienced it. You know, like one day I'd walk in a little bit more, a little bit more eye makeup on. Right. Right. And, uh, and they were very kind. Everyone was very kind. Bad. Joanne is amazing. Joanne is That's See, yeah, I I love it. And I should say, don't forget, Joanne, Friday night, Mm -hmm. this coming Friday night, if you can go, maybe there's a a room in our car, you can come down with us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there we go. It's a six o'clock seating. Six o'clock show. Okay. Okay. Broadway Comedy Club, Fram's going to be out on Friday. So let's see. Emery says, I don't know how some people can be so cruel. Everyone deserves to do as they please and be happy. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, Joanne says, yes, great folks. Uh, love them both. Thank you. And who's this? Uh, he's oh, Hi, Tran, a uh, friend from Tucker, amazing person. Yes, friends. I know. Oh, yes. And we go back, I think I've been doing comedy six years now, something like that. Oh, it's probably more than that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Maybe seven the most, the most. Because, oh, you know, yeah. I know yeah, I remember my- right it, it seems like it's longer, right? It does. It feels like it. I tried it like 20 something years ago. But the fr- as soon as I finished the class, I never went to a mic. <laughs> so because I, <laughs> because I had my kids and it, it just didn't seem realistic. Yeah. So right. um, who's that? Amen. Uh, okay. So you guys, um, we want to thank you guys for watching. But let me just ask a couple more questions because while I have you here, it's not often you get uh, people that that not only um, are honest, um, forthright, um, advocate, uh, activists, all the you know, all men and artists. So I get you because I'm an artist, and you know, I think artists see things from a different perspective. Like we can yeah. see with all the angles, and most people try to cover up and only show the ones that they want seen. That's right. So, so with this being said, because there's so much racism and hatred going on. And, I, and when I say racism, I know, you know, I have some people that say to me, well, you know, and that was one of the comedies. Uh, they say, um, someone's like, here's some of the viewers. Some, some people had wrote in and said, uh, I, uh, the fight for equality is real. Uh, now everyone who thought that, that it was safe um, because it was complacent to sit while, while we, um, got beat up, hung, and discriminated against, not uh, and not get jobs only because of being black. Now other people know how black people have been judged unfairly. They said, and they wasn't saying. I don't think they were being a jerk about it. They were just saying, it's good that finally someone's waking yeah, people up and saying, I mean, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I get what you're saying now. 
Because I had people tell me, oh, you can't discrimination at your job. And I was like, And Tanya, I think there's a lot more to come. I think mm -hmm. there will be reparations. Mm -hmm. oh, I, I think hope there so. should be a leveling, almost a leveling yeah. of wealth. Yeah, something. And there's no reason that, it's really no reason for someone to have $10 billion. You know, why? I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. When no, you're up, people have $5, you know? So yeah. there could be a way to level that and, and really catch, allow people who have been disadvantaged to catch up. And one way maybe to do that is forgive mortgages or forgive yeah, or moratorium on mortgages. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, even though some African Americans will say, uh, 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 "Not so slick," because we uh, other people got cash, so why? And and they got whatever else they they said that was missing or taken from them, right. and, and some people got land, and we're not getting none of it so far. But right. California has did the first; they're they're making their first reparations, and then one other state just said, "We're going to do it." And I believe yeah. you're right. Eventually, you know, realize that we can't move forward. Until the rights are made right first, we put it out there, put it out there, no matter how much it hurts. This is what happened. This is the real truth of what we're doing. And right. now we can go forward. Because, see, see, I can trust somebody when you put everything on the table and say, well, I wasn't really on board before and this kind of sucked and that sucked. And we can, you know, go back and forth. That's fine. But if you got to put it on the table, if you don't put it on the table, then that tells me you're still... You know, not you, but in general. Yes, they, I know. You're right. You're, still You're, right. What I'm saying. You're still saying that what I went through means nothing. And that that can't you can never get because you can give me all the money in the world, but if you're not doing the right thing, it doesn't really matter, right? And it's and there's a way we can do it right. and lift all boats. For example, instead of it just being a direct transfer of money from mm -hmm. saying a very wealthy mm -hmm. to let's say uh uh Below middle income blacks, instead mm -hmm. of the direct transfer, right. it could be an investment. It could be some of it could be cash, but some of it could be an investment yes. in small, like these micro loans and stuff, where it becomes a responsibility right. of the upper class to bring up the lower class, or right. what's currently lower, right. and to bring it up through economic incentive and stuff. And to right. help them along, not just pay them off. You know what right. I mean? That's right. part of it. But right. it should also be that there should be a um, a concerted effort right. to, to raise the training, the skills, the right. all that's not. Well, there's some there's some um there's some banks now that literally have money tied to slavery. So we know where the money's at. And we trust me, as you see, that they were able to pop a stimulus plan out of boom. We got $50 trillion. They got the money. Trust me. That's right. not even an issue. It's just, right. what are we going to do? And and if you, I I know me and the five black comics that I do on Saturday, we can come up with 500 things that are equitable and able to be done. That's not even hard, you know? So yeah. if the government ever really wants to ask, they probably should do a, I, mean, I would do a survey and ask African-Americans, what do you see as a fair um, reparations that, that we won't feel like here's $2 buy, you know? Right, right. Because it, it just, it just. Yeah, it something that's, it's yeah, all it, continuing. Yeah. And, and it buy. also sends a signal if we do this, it sends, like California is going to be the first to send a message to the world that, you know what, we committed the worst atrocities, but we're willing to, you know, 
go back and apologize and try to get this right. That's big. That is big. big. That is so big. That's bigger than, that's bigger for me than even the first uh, black president, woman president, whatever you want to call it. That's bigger than that to me. That's how, because that tells me that as a person whose um, ancestors were victims and I still have discrimination going on, whatever, but it's not, it's not going to stop me. But but um, it, as that kind of person from the answer from my answers, I can at least say they died. They didn't die in vain. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's right. That's all. And 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 we can never catch up technically until we get somewhere uh, something. I mean, even like student loans. Even if they were to say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna you know four years of college or two years of college, whatever it is, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. There's got to be a way, in other words. And I well, like that and, yeah. people are thinking about reparations. Because you know, I have a comedy I wrote. I wrote about it, uh, so I can't wait. Because I'm hoping I'm on time with this one. Uh, but anyway, I didn't mean to go way left. Um, the last thing. Let me see. What else did I want to ask you? Um, the similarities between. Um, well, we said that we kind of went through that. Minorities and trans um, is being seen, being seen as who you are. Yeah, being seen as. And being kind of within the marginalized, a marginalized community, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and feeling it, actually feeling that, mm. you know, uh, when I was uh, much younger, and I would cross dress, and I would go down to, like, say, uh, the meatpacking area, bars, and everything, mm-hmm. I was mistaken for a prostitute, you know, because. Mm-hmm. Probably my clothing wasn't that cool anyway. Right. right. Oh, and and you know I was overdressed as a girl or whatever, or underdressed as a girl, mm-hmm. uh, and I was mistaken, almost picked up a couple of times, you know, by police and by Johns, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that was kind of weird, you know, felt yeah. really kind of weird, and uh, and and then when I was living trans, and especially in the beginning when I was not passing that well as a trans because I was unaccustomed to it, you know. And um, and sometimes I would be identified that way, and then there would be some some people, not many, but some would make fun or something. Boy, that felt different for me. Yeah, being on that side of discrimination when mm-hmm. it was the opposite, when it was always me, the white male, right, charge, you know, and right. all that, and then it became the right. opposite, you know. So that was, wow. and it made me identify with all. Uh, I really feel for people who are uh, immigrants, you know, mm-hmm. they have a hard enough time with the language, right. you know, and, um, and, and because they're say also not say legal, there's certain things they always have to look over their shoulder in case they're going to be, I knew somebody mm-hmm. who was sent back, you know, to, in his case, it was Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's such a tra- it's tra- like a tragic situation. Yeah, it's, that's a hard one for me because, as a mother, and you know, you know, well, you have a you have a daughter. Um, it's it's like you do everything you can to protect them. So if I'm in a situation that is dire death and meaning we're not going to make it, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get out of that situation. So I feel like most people that come here came here like the people came here when they first migrated from Italy, right? They found Italy, Ireland, all the all, all Europe, they, everybody came and they said, well, we came through Ellis Island. 
I said, yeah, but here's the thing. Remember, this was stolen. So technically, nobody really belongs here if you want to get technical. Yeah. I mean, right. So whenever someone yeah, gets- they're not and They're not coming here to buy a fancier Mercedes right. or a, a, a big white house or something. They're coming here to survive, right? To, to give, live. To, yeah. to live, you know, to just live and not be in the situation that, and it's almost like it's, uh, they're in, almost entitled to it, really, uh, even though we want people to come in here legally and, you know, be naturalized citizens and stuff like that. Right. Uh, sometimes that's not really possible. So uh, we have to be, uh, have a larger heart for that. You know, for well, people. also, they just need to open up Ellis Island and just let everybody go through there. That would solve their whole problem because you know, right yeah. away, if they're a criminal, not criminal in their country, they get, a social, right. they get a, not a social security, but a special number, they can pay taxes. So, we, you know, we get money. I mean, there's a way to solve the problem, trust me. But nobody, everybody wants to act like and hoard, like, oh, I, they're gonna take my jobs. You didn't want the job anyway. Let's keep it real. You right. didn't want the job because there's only certain jobs that certain people would take anyway. So, so now because someone has figured it out, people are getting very territorial. Territorial, I call it territorial racism. So they wouldn't have normally been racist, but because I might come and take someone's job, now it's like, oh, looking at me funny. I don't understand it. Nothing here belongs to any of us. We are all God's children in my eyes, and That's everything right. you have is temporary. And we have to think from a standpoint of abundance, mm -hmm. not scarcity. Exactly. And that, that a, a, a rising tide lifts all boats and that there is a way to engineer it so yes. that everyone is uplifted. It's not a, necessarily a zero-sum game that where if one person benefits, another person's hurt. It's not right. really that way. It, it could no. work where everyone benefits. Yeah. Well, remember before all this fancy stuff, we had wagons, right? And we had to go and claim our territory, right? right? That's what it was before. So all of a sudden now, nobody else can claim their territory. To me, it's all made up stuff that we've gotten so used to that we're spitting out the same jargon that our forefathers told us, which was all a lie um, in my opinion. Not, not lie, but it's a lie in that this land doesn't belong to anybody that's here, really, except right. the Americans. So, this land is your well, land. This yeah, land is my land. Right. Then we can go on forever, and I won't. I'll just say this to people, anybody watching. You have to learn to, if you don't love all people, that's fine. But you need to learn to at least tolerate and be mindful that you're not the only one, and I'm not the only one. Right. That's that's kind of, and, and please do me a favor. Please raise your children and your grandchildren and so you know, because yes. I worked hard to raise my kids that they don't go and see an Asian person and say, oh, you're Chinese and it's someone Japanese. Or to say, oh, right. you're Japanese and it's somebody Korean. You need to know the difference. And if you don't, don't say nothing. Right, right. Because you look real stupid right now. You know what I'm saying? Like if I say, oh, like they say, um, you know, all black people look like, no, we don't. We don't all look like. I get, I get what you're saying, like the same brown or something like that, but that's about it. We don't all look alike. That's I nice. used to say that to people would always come up to me and they say, you know, I met you before. Right? <laughs> and I would say, ah, all trans people look alike. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We so all look alike. We, we all, all look alike. You know? like, 
but but the, I appreciate you um, so much, Fran. So just the last thing I'll I'll do before I we do a wrap up. What are some of the current projects involving uh, DEI? Uh, okay, all right. So first of all, even almost in every performance I do, mm -hmm. it's DEI covered. So okay, if this Friday night when I'm on the stage at Broadway Comedy Club, this coming mm -hmm. Friday, twenty third, yes, o'clock show. I'll be talking about DEI matters. Oh, you know, and I'll it's trans stuff, but also other, you know, black and Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Okay. Not necessarily political, but just uh -huh. in a very friendly kind of way, opening people's eyes. My art, I have, uh, I did a, a art called Freedom in, in Unity. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, actually, I have it, I have it right here to show you. Mm -hmm. There's a oh wow. This is a jail mm. that's made out of branches and it's sitting in this the middle of a beautiful meadow, mm. just like the world is. We have a beautiful world, and in the middle of it, some people feel like they're in a jail. And in this case, the person that was in it either broke out or someone let them out. So mm -hmm. I have paintings. So this is a current one. This is at Nurse Shell's uh, City Hall. Okay. The, the sculpt, this sculpture, if I win the proposal, I just submitted a proposal for a $10,000 grant. Nice. This, this oh, sculpture right. is one of the sculptures that would be in that. I have three sculptures right now in Pelham. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, one is a trans, it's called Tran Blessing of Trans Unicorns. It's three <laughs> wooden sculptures painted with the trans colors. And Pelham Art Center is at 155 uh, 5th yeah. Avenue. It's a beautiful okay. art center. And my sculptures yeah. are outside in the courtyard, 155 5th Avenue in Pelham. And uh, they'll be there probably another few weeks. And then um, I have a play that I've recently written. I have three plays. One, the recent one, I just finished it last week. It's called uh, It's an Italian Thing. No, it's a black thing, and oh, it's a right. and it's a comedy, right? And it's a one act comedy, uh -huh. and uh, that I haven't scheduled any uh, performances in theaters, but they are. It's being performed as part of rehearsals and things like that, okay. and I'm putting that online. Um, I have a book coming out called "Once a Boy" oh. about my life as a transgender person, so. That'll, that deals a lot with the trans, uh, you know, trans. So that's that's a sample of somebody. And the art, uh, one of the songs I recently did a music video of that's won three film festivals. Mm -hmm. It's going to be shown at Arts Westchester on Mamaronic Avenue in White Plains. Oh, oh. And the spring opening. It's going to be an endless loop. They'll be playing it for a few days. Arts Westchester? In Westchester, White Plains in Westchester. Okay. And um, and another uh, music video, I co-wrote a song with an old friend of mine named mm -hmm. Gramis. We wrote a song called Carousel Girl, and that's Carousel. also been winning these film festivals. So those you could people could contact me. I could send them the links. Okay. Enjoy them and online. You know. I'm going to put up the website, the banner, one more time, guys. So because uh, we're yeah, going to so take up. that down. That's great. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Kind of okay. easy to remember, right? Trans Francisco. Trans Francisco. 
So that's awesome. So yeah, so we have all your, uh, you have, I mean, you, I mean, I can go on forever about all the stuff that you do with art. Um, I thought, I people used to say, oh, you do too many things because I well, jewelry and paint and, you know, a comedy, I write screenplays and they were like, you do way too many things. And I was like, no, this is me being my true self. Yeah, right? that's right. You're, you know, you're probably a little ADD. In a yeah, good all, way. A, a like, lot of ADD. Like, like I am. ADD. But, you know, that's a good thing. Because, yeah. you know what? Think of all the people you know. Yes. All these different disciplines. I've had, like, five lives, you know, because I know all these different. You know, I could walk into uh, an art association right. and be very comfortable there. I could walk into a writer's group and be very comfortable there. Right. And filmmaker's group. And it just increases the number of people that you can identify with. You know, it's exactly. a real good thing. That's right. And you're a CPA. Oh, yeah. I should yeah. say that. That's a big, I have about 100 clients. Oh, and wow. I've been a CPA for about 30 years. And I'm in the middle of tax season right now. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. I can't believe I got you this long. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I needed the break. I needed a break. And I love you. I love you more. I love so. You. And I so love talking about myself. I have to admit that. <laughs> and so, we don't mind talking about you. It's okay. Well, what's the last piece of advice that you would give someone out there that may be um, thinking of uh, coming out um, or someone that knows someone? How can they be supportive? Those two things. Okay. Mm -hmm. One is you are is recognizing and believing mm -hmm. you are who you are. Mm -hmm. And to believe that mm. and then to share it. Mm. And there's so many ways to share it. Start with your, if you're younger, start with, even if you're older, start with your parents. It took me so long to share that with my parents because mm. I didn't think they would love me anymore. And sure enough, they did, you know, and share it with your friends. Let you, They're not going to leave you. So what if it's about that? It's also some people live in the denial of being their true, their true black self or their true Hispanic self. They're living in a, like an illusion. Yes. So just be yourself and be proud of it and share that. And the other related piece of advice is, in my case, it's prayer. Prayer. To pray to whoever your deity is, your God is, your universe, whatever it is, pray. Mm -hmm. And I believe God, if we call the entity, whatever it is, God will work through other people to help you. So as God's agents. And so those are my, so be clear about who you are, share who you are, and don't be afraid of asking God for help. And God will, or other people. Right, and, right. And you will, you'll find your way. You really will. Wow. wow. And so, so please, Feel free to call me. I could send you. I have a song called "You Are Who You Are," you know, mm -hmm. based on a case Sarah Sarah song. <laughs> Sometimes, if you hear a song, it stays with you more than somebody tells you. If you see yeah, a yeah. film, it stays with you. If you read a book, whatever you find, just be honest with yourself mm -hmm. and ask others for help. Oh, I oh, like I like. You guys heard it from Francisco. Be honest with yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, be kind and loving. That's what I say. Kind and love, yes. Because uh, life is too short, as we see with COVID. Right. Um, and, um, and after being on such 
hiatus for such a long time. I actually can say I went to the park today and I just felt like people were more loving and less judgmental today. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just felt I think it, I was like to my daughter, like, is it me or did not that lady not look at me because I was black? And, no. and she was like, no, her daughter came over, was trying to say hi and with the mask on, you know. And I was like, that's unusual. Usually people grab their kids when I walk by. Right. I think you I think you got you're onto something. Yeah. I have a fantasy that uh -huh. this year, what this year did is wash us of of many of our problems and issues and hatreds and stuff like that. And we're on our way to some like a miraculous existing existence. And maybe even physical health wise, maybe as, as detrimental as this was, and God bless the people who have perished and stuff. Mm -hmm. who have died and have been uh, sick and stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe somehow we're made stronger from mm -hmm. all of this. Maybe Absolutely. we'll find out that these vaccines or have gone through all of this. I mean, the, the planet's better. The planet hasn't had as much carbon in it and everything. That That's better. A lot of the animals are better. And I think the spirits are, are better, like you said. Right. I think so. People I are ready. People are ready to do something better in their lives. Absolutely. While we have all the negative, I think there's way more positive. We just have to create this positive, loving energy buzz that is so big that all the hatred that's going on in the world, all the you know illness, all the things that's going on is going to be minimalized and put over there somewhere. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. And I so think raise the vibration. Raise the vibration. That's it. A few years from now, they're going to say, gee, I wonder what 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 was it that caused that? And then they're going to say, well, Tanya had Francisco on her show, and the two of them talked, and it had this ripple effect. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're doing, Fran. We're creating ripple yeah. effect. And you guys out there watching, we thank you so much. And we hope that the point of this show today is that you guys go out and create a rippling effect. Uh, so thank you so much for watching. Fran, hang out for one more second. And guys, we'll see you on uh, today's Sunday. We'll see you on Thursday. My guest will be Elizabeth Graybill, who um, is the new author of a book called Unbreakable Me I'm, and Still I Rise uh, on Amazon. So you might want to check that out. Thursday, she's my guest. Uh, if you've ever dealt with addiction or discrimination, she's mixed and biracial. Uh, and discrimination, feeling less than you are, please, do you want to check this out? You don't want to miss this. And I will see you guys on Thursday. Fran, hang out with me for a minute. Yeah.